The Ringer Wrestling Show is getting you closer to all things pro wrestling. The Masked Man Show with David and Kaz drops every Thursday on the feed, along with a new show hosted by pro wrestling superfan Evan Mack called Mac Mania. Plus, hear instant reactions to all the biggest WWE pay-per-view events with our post-pay-per-view shows. Check out The Ringer Wrestling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Where's your cap, Ryan, man? Yeah, man, look. The one day I don't wear a cap and you all rock up wearing caps. It's cap mean? days. Cap tu- it's Cap Tuesdays. Is it Cap yeah, Day? Yeah, it's Cap, cap Tuesday, Tuesdays. man. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Writer's House on Ringer FC. Hope you're all safe and well. We're recording this ahead of Champions League games, which the Stadio boys will do on Thursday. Today, we're going to talk about the Women's FA Cup semi-finals, which saw Chelsea and Arsenal go through to the final. Plus, we're going to talk about the Premier League, including praise for West Ham, Crystal Palace, and we are going to give flowers for a certain Arsenal goalkeeper. And my guests today are Ryan Hanna and Flo Lloyd-Hughes. How are you, ladies and gents? Feeling good. Really good? Yeah. It's a... This is going to be airing on my, your birthday. I know. This is why when... Flo- it's your birthday. I know. It is actually my birthday then, isn't it? Now. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh What's on the agenda then? Um, like the girls will wake up and they'll wake up really early and they'll make a massive fuss and then they'll probably oh. make tea and something for me. Maybe a bagel oh. or something. And then and then me and Nance, then I'll just hang around and I think I get my um, my new electric car comes to m- tomorrow and I've already oh. got a name for it. Oh. Do you want to hear my name for a car? Is it Lightning yeah. McQueen? It's, no. Because <laughs> obviously electric, so it's... Aaron, after Aaron no, Ramsdale. Louis. Louis Leckie, it's called, because it's... Le- Le- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so excited because, again, when I was younger, the presence was so bad. It was so bad in the end. Me and my brothers, we'd actually used to laugh because we hardly got anything or it was just, like, ridiculous. So to look, I'm so looking forward to it that I, I, I've not slept very well in the last couple of days. It's been brilliant. It's been yeah, really we got cool. A couple of presents. We got a couple of presents for you. What you got? Some people couldn't be here. Right. I want got to play you a couple of things. Go on then. Happy birthday Tonight. to you're everyone's fave. Like, how are you even a granddad? It doesn't even make any sense, but we love you so much. Happy birthday, big unks. Have a wonderful day. I know you're probably going to get beat about with some leaves or something. Yeah. Have a good food and a quick vibe. But like I said, we absolutely adore you. Big up yourself each and every time. All the love in the world, JK. <laughs> you know something? That's wonderful. 
That's lovely. There's more. I'm not done. We've got, we got an hour. Like, There's an endless stream. There's an endless stream. Happy birthday, Uncle Ian Wright. Thank you so much for being so funny, so caring, so charming, so unashamedly you, and so dedicated to looking after the generations in and around you and those to come. Like, you're such a great standard bearer for us all. And I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Because you deserve it. Also, you look great in a roll neck. So I'll be wearing one of those too. Hope to see you soon. Uh, and uh, stay swaggy. Love you. See you soon. Carl got me there. He got me. He got you. Uncle Righty. Big bro Righty. The nation's uncle. <laughs> oh, man. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday to the goat, the legend, the man, the myth. <laughs> Many happy returns. I'm so proud of you, man, of everything you're doing, the inspiration you're giving, the fact that you never forget, you know, you never forget anyone, man. You're just there for everyone. And today's about you, man. Today is your day. You always worry about everyone else, but today is your day. So I hope you enjoy it. hope you have loads of fun. I hope I get to see a video of you singing and dancing because you know how that makes everyone's day. <laughs> but yeah, love you, big bro. Have a good one, man. I'm going to cry, I think. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's the thing about like Ray's house. I feel like if it's, it's my birthday. birthday. If it's it's birthday. Birthday. everyone's birthday. Yeah, here we go. Last one. This is so beautiful. Ian, happy birthday. Yeah. What can I say? Um, many happy returns to one of the great mentors, one of the great friends. I'm so proud uh, and privileged to know you and to get to see up close all the amazing work you do and the great impact you have on lives. Countless lives uh, you'll never cross in person, but also many lives that you'll cross every day, like those friends around you, like myself, like Ryan, the rest of the Righty's House team, your amazing family. I hope you're surrounded by love, however you spend the day. Much love to you, my friend. Catch you soon. Take care. It's beautiful, man. This is what I say. I love the house, man. It's the, this is one of the greatest things I've ever been involved in, ever. I love it here. This is like the Tuesdays in my life now is the best, is, is the best ever. I'm going to remind you that when you're squirming about technical issues before. I'm like, right, just remember these are the greatest Tuesdays of your life, man. And then, you know, we just have a great time and then we get Flo in and then we get Mayoa in. You know, it's just like the, the, the energy, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm blessed, I must admit. I'm blessed. And I, I don't know what to say because it's always been very difficult. Um, like I said, until I met Nance, like what we now, 17 years in, 18 years in, to accept any kind of loveliness and niceness and and warmth because when, my, when I was young I didn't have it and then when I did get it it was, came from a place of because I was successful all of a sudden I had love false love and it was really hard for me and this is why I feel like some of the times I lashed out whether it was like my on the pitch or pers personally with the things I was doing I didn't care because I didn't feel like I was I didn't feel anything from anyone. And the only, you know who I felt it from? Fans. And how real is that when you're getting cheered because you're scoring? When you, you know what I mean? It was, it was really, I went for a real place. And now I'm in a place where everything's wonderful and beautiful. And I've got you guys, my wonderful missus, my girls. Everything was happening, Roscoe and everybody. I've got, it's, it's just sometimes, you know, if you believe it or not, you have to thank something. I think it's, I think it's, it's also though, just like listening to you is, a lesson and there's it sounds really cliche and mm. cringy but there is so much 
life to live. Like I'm 28, turned 28 a couple of weeks ago. And obviously when you f- you're fully living in the moment and you think these moments of your life are going to be the most important, these are going to define you. Yep. But actually listening to you, there is so much more life ahead. And, and if you feel like you're not in a joyful place right now, like that joy is going to come. Yes. It's going to come and you don't know when it might come. It might come in your thirties in your forties in your fifties in your sixties, whatever, but there is so much life ahead Absolutely. and you're not going to be defined about the decade or the years that have gone past. I think that's uh, an amazing way to mm. kind of look at life because I think I'm constantly just heading for the next yeah, thing, looking here. at the next target. Yeah, but actually here. sometimes you just have to like take a step back and be like, wow. I can't wait for us wow. to meet up, honestly, because it's going to be the first time we're all, apart from obviously me and Moose's world tour, <laughs> which never ends. For all of us to meet up like that, when we go out, when we go out that night, it's going to be emotional for me. I'm so hyped, man. Are you hyped? So hyped. That's do, why you can't sleep, bro. I'm so bro. hyped. I know it is. I think I'm excited. It's like when you're four years old and Christmas <laughs> is the next day. But um, I, I did an interview the other day, just quickly before we got onto the actual football. Yes. I did a, a quick chat with David Alexander, who writes a blog called Arsenal Addict. Right. And it was about Arsenal fandom and it was answering seven questions. And one of the things he asked was like, what's your favourite Arsenal related thing like off the pitch? Yes. I started talking about Writer's House and working with you and stuff. One of the things that I said in there, which I want to tell you because I think it's like, it would be my birthday message is that yes. the thing that's been amazing about Writer's House, and I wrote this in, in the thing, was that it's never, it's never, ever, ever, even since day one, like been about you. It's always been about all of us. And the, one of the things that I think you do, which you don't need to do, but you do it, you know, you're a, bu- you're a busy dude, is that you really, really support all of us and all of the stuff we do away from the house. And for me personally, and I'm sure everyone else will echo it, that'll always be something I'm mega grateful for. But if you'd fucking told me at nine years old that you'd be, I'd be doing this, I'd be like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. Amen. I love you guys, man. I saw the FA Cup semi-final. Arsenal were there, delighted. And you know what was really great about it is because it's going to be on the 5th of December. And you know the significance of that? It's a hundred years since women were banned from playing football, it's on the 5th of December. Wow. And it's unbelievable because Chelsea are playing on the Saturday, Arsenal playing the men's, I'm talking, on the Monday. So the 5th, it's is, is meant to be. It's symbolic. It's amazing that that's fallen like that. So Arsenal and Chelsea, I watched the games was you at the, you was at the city game when you flow? Yeah, I was. I was in Manchester. It was a nightmare. I mean, nightmare getting back. I know that we've got a lot of players missing, but I feel sorry for City. Do you know what though? I I don't. <laughs> I wrote I wrote a piece on the train floor on the way back from Manchester on Sunday, and I just really don't understand what Gareth Taylor's doing. There was a moment in the post match, right, and this was proper. Like we were all staring at each other. Like, are you kidding me? Mm. C- city. like lined up with a back four like someone posted a screenshot of how they lined up at the start of the back uh, at the start of the game there were four players in the back line right someone asked Gareth Taylor on the post-match zoom oh you look like you went from 4-4-2 to 4-4-3 in the second half and he was like oh no we were actually playing like 3-4-3 and everyone was like (laughs) oh no like literally we looked at each other like what? And he was like, yeah, we were playing 3-4-3 three, three, and then we changed it up to 4-3-3 three, three, and we were just like, mate. 
that no he's, he's lost it like if, if you if you were doing that your players yeah. didn't know that you were doing that because they, they certainly weren't playing three in the back did it become like a three four three in possession or was it just like a straight foot all the time yeah but the thing you don't get that wrong as the, you can't get that wrong as a coach I saw that somewhere where he said well, that you clarify you, wouldn't you yes because what what that makes me feel like is what it makes me feel like is he's literally scrambling He's scrambling. Yeah, that's what that's what it felt like, and I just feel I just think yeah, the, the injury problems are ridiculous. Mm. The injury problems are ridiculous. They had a sixteen-year-old on the bench, got backup goalkeeper on the weekend. Oh, They're playing no. their third yes. choice goalkeeper to, yeah, to start. Was, she didn't have no, a great game no, on Sunday. After the two goals, she did make some good saves. To yeah. be fair to her, but they had to call up uh, a player who's only just turned sixteen, like last wow. week to be in there on the bench because their 17-year-old, who is currently the backup goalkeeper, fractured her elbow last week. So it's just endless for them. So I do have some sympathy in that respect. But I also just feel like they're not helping themselves. Mm. Bunny Shaw Mm. and Ellen White as a two, right? You look at that and I thought, you know what? This could work Mm. today. This could work today. But there was very little coaching in there. I couldn't see any signs of them knowing what they were meant to do. Right. They were getting in each other's way constantly. Oh, like the, the two methods were Lauren Hemp, who's phenomenal, mm-hmm. direct, play it out left and hope that she can do the business and just go straight through on goal, have a shot or set someone up. That wasn't working because Chelsea did well to kind of mitigate that threat. Mm-hmm. Or it was long ball into Shaw or White and one of them sort of knock it onto each other, which could work, but they kept getting each other's way and then Mm. Taylor took Shaw off at half time. I mean, Shaw has been really good in every game she's played. She's got a hat-trick in the quarterfinal of the Cup. She's a really good player Mm. and he's not getting the best out of her. So although I I have some sympathy for the injuries, I'm just getting a little bit impatient with the lack of Mm. making the best of what they have got because they've still got a good squad. ever signing... um, Bunny Shaw, whoever signed her, you have to say, well, if we're going to get Lauren Hemp, who's going to play like she is, and we've got Chloe Kelly, who gets down and gets the ball in the box, get the box crosses in, that's not our Bunny Shaw plays. She's on the shoulder. She she, she has to be played through. And you know, so, who, so what's going to happen to, to to Man City, even when everybody does come back? What's going to happen to, to, to Bunny Shaw? What's going to happen to her? If he's taken her off now, the signing, the major sign, you have to say, it's the marquee signing for City this season. Yeah, and he also just I, I I asked him I asked him afterwards like why'd you take her off and he said oh well she did have a knock but I wanted more energy and movement and I I was thinking it was she was moving around her, mm. her and Ellen White were, were moving around they just weren't getting any service like you said they 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 like it was just like long balls and what they meant to hold up was, play to who it was very fuck it's very easy for Chelsea yeah. I think Sam Mewis just carried them last season. Yeah. And I think now they're being exposed big wow. time. I mean, we all we all knew how how big she was going to be when she came over and she delivered. Mm. But now I'm looking back and reflecting and being like, man, she was that good that I think she actually paved over a lot of cracks and issues mm. at City. And she's a unicorn as well. Mm. She was dominant at all ends of the pitch. She would support the defence and be a bully there. She was a ball carrier. She was important in the box. She was a presence wow. everywhere. She was so physical. Um, now I'm just like, you know what? That's also, they can't replace that. Nope. And without no. her, they look like a completely different team. How, how long do you think he's got? Because Lucy Bronze coming back, what, what's going to be the difference even when Lucy Bronze gets back? I guess the real question will be, like you said, 
when when the whole squad is fit, there is nothing to hide behind. There are no excuses mm. anymore. Because does he keep then his we job? Will see. Does, he, does he keep his? Is that what's keeping him at the moment? Because of the injuries, I think that's maybe giving him the opportunity to keep I his job. I think so because if he, they're not going to sack him at this point, then it's like, well, what is it going to take? Worst mm. see, worst record ever in the WSL. Knocked out of the cup. They'd won the last two editions, mm. so they don't hold on to the cup. Like not in the Champions League. I mean, he can't get worse than this, and he still gets job. So you feel like, well. Definitely, probably until everyone's fit, and then we get a real sense of right how how big is the issue and the problem. Because right now, he can just kind of hide behind that. Yeah, can we give us some love to Chelsea though? Because yeah, they, they just yeah. dealt with it. Steamrolled. You know what? I had a funny chat with Erin Cuthbert as well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you guys have ever ever met her, but no. oh, she's just she's brilliant. <laughs> she's brilliant, and a, a great interview if you ever get the chance to because. I do find a lot these days, especially with the England girls, like they're media trained quite early on, like the FA get in there and I understand why they do it. They want to protect the players. They want to Mm. make sure they know what's coming and it's brutal. Um, But I feel like it's really hard to sometimes get that personality out of, out of players. And that's what's really important to build the game, to, to show the characters of the game. You need to show those personalities. I do find that. I find with Erin though, she does not, my post match, I said to her, um, oh, you know, the last time you were at Wembley, Erin, was when you went to watch England, Scotland with your family during the Euros. And she was like, yeah, I don't remember any of that, to be fair. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, do you think this is going to be a, a happier, a happier night? And she was like, what are you talking about? Nil, nil draw. That's a big one for Scotland. That's, a, <laughs> like, that's legendary. Like she's just got so much personality, so much energy. Yeah. You know, she talked about how Emma Hayes had been a, a mother figure for her during the pandemic because mm. she didn't have her family here. And like, it, it, you know, being able to, to see her family at Wembley is going to be huge. And I'm just like, you know what? That's what I want. I want players to show yeah, some raw emotion, some feeling. It's true because and, when I've done the yeah. love, go on, Ray, go on, Ray. No, I was going to say, I loved like Emma Hayes being, talking about Erin Cuthbert being like, oh, she's going to have her Nando's on the bus. And yeah, then exactly. Carly Telford <laughs> tweeting a picture of Erin Cuthbert <laughs> eating her Nando's on the bus. That's what we want. And yeah. Oh, she's brilliant, man. She, she went to that Wembley England Scotland game dressed as like Braveheart. She oh had full gosh. face paint on. Yes. There's a picture of her, I think, at like Guildford <laughs> Station at like midday, ready to go to that game. And she was absolutely steaming, but she she loved it. Yeah. Do you know what's going to be so good is Cup final on the fifth. Mm. That like Arsenal Chelsea is a mouthwatering cup final oh, fixture. Yeah, yeah. If you are not thinking about going, you have got to go. That Absolutely. is going to be an immense final because Emma Hayes is going to be wanting revenge Absolutely. for that game at the Emirates. <laughs> she cannot wait. And then four days later at the Emirates, Arsenal Barcelona. Wow. I mean, what wow. a stretch what a of it's women's amazing. football. So is, if yeah. you haven't yet got your tickets, you have got to go to those games. I think the best that, of yeah. the best. I think that the, the, the Arsenal Chelsea at Wembley will be a, a it's going to be a fantastic game. It's going to be a fact because I know for a fact that I remember when, when me and Emma was doing the England game not long after we beat them. Um, and she was really upset because I think there was still some COVID kind of restriction and they made her have to walk and go all the way around. And she yeah, said, I'm she the was manager. not happy. She, honestly, and she was so vexed. So I want that energy. I want that Emma Hayes energy. She's not going to forget that. She's no, not going to forget that. So that's going to be spicy. So that's again, on the fifth, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to do the job for the affair on it, but that's a game that you should go and watch. It's a, it's a game it's that should be, be watched. You know, it's a, a, did you see the Arsenal game? The Arsenal-Brighton game? I watched oh, that game. Yes. Can I just say something? With, with Beth Mead in like the form of her life, right? Long may it continue. 
And then Jordan Nobbs, like Jordan Nobbs for me. Come on, man. Serena, she's got to be in the England squad, the next one for, for crying out loud. Right, she's getting back into it. But Katie McCabe with Beth Mead on this that side. This is right his agenda. I'm yes, sorry. Man. Manifesto. Nob should play. Nob should play, man. Come on, Serena. But the fact is, the left side of Arsenal, let me go back. The left side of <laughs> Arsenal literally <laughs> destroyed. They destroyed Paul That Brighton. first goal, that first goal, the Kim Little goal. Yes. The, how does she touch? How does she get that bam, touch? Bam. Yeah, it was How nice. does she get that touch? It was pure five aside. It was it pure five aside. Like, it was pure yeah. five aside. Small sided game vibe, that is. Small sided game vibe. Unbelievable. I was up there the other day. He was doing some a shoot for Arsenal. I was with Mana. Wow. Mana Iwabuchi. She's so sweet. She's just so sweet. I love her so much. And she's so, she's, she's sweet and she's got some energy and she's cool and she's got vibe. She's got stature. You know what I mean? But she's an absolute baller as well. Her Instagram Instagram is wicked. A good follow on Instagram as well. Honestly, she was so sweet. And we had a lovely picture on the couch. Then a lovely chat with um, Leah. She's somewhere else in in her focus right now. She is She's on another level. Yeah, she's focused. Her defensive side and what she's working on now, because we know she's a player, baller, proper Mm. as well. I mentioned, obviously her mum was a defender, so she's... So she's getting a lot of, she gets a lot of tuition from her mum. But I'm saying about Van Dyke and the, the kind of like, um, the, the vibe they've got where they say to somebody, okay, well, take me on then. That is, that is the vibe she's on. She won't be beaten. You know what? There's a patience to it as well. There's a patience mm. to her play now because I, th- I, th- I, I, I think Millie Bright can be like this too as well. There's a, an eagerness to dive in, an mm. eagerness, because you know your ability, you know you're a very good player. There's, a, there's an urgency to to break up the play, to put in a tackle. Yeah. But there's actually a very good patience to Leah Williamson's game now that maybe was missing before where she knows that if she waits a little bit, she'll actually win the ball and she'll be all right. Because she's got the pace as well. She's got the pace. It's like some, when people talk about Carl Walker, they, they say things like, yeah, well, when his pace is gone, we'll see what he's about then. Right. They've got that intelligence as well mm. where they say, right, I'm going to stand you up now. If you want to try and knock it past me, good luck. That is where Leah Williams is, and she's so aggressive. Now, I saw her in that game against Everton. She literally cleaned, and I mentioned it to her, you cleaned Tony Duggan out. Cleaned her out. And I remember before the start of the season, she done it to, um, to Ellen White. Cleaned her out. And that's what you should do. You know what I mean? And then you pick them up and say, you're okay, don't nice one, bam. And if it comes again, you clean her it's out again. It's the Tony Adams trick, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. the Tony Adams trick. him and then be like, oh, sorry, pal. Sorry, you're okay, mate. You're okay. Right. Come on, mate. Yeah. Sorry. And then bam, do it again. Yeah. Shera weren't having it because that Shera knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> Same with Lineker. He says, I know what they're doing. But the fact is, is that she's now gone to that level of, she's got, you can see she's going, I want to be, I'm, I want to be the greatest. Yeah, she's she's super. She seems super wise as well. She's only twenty four, you know, mm-hmm. which is still wild to me. Um, you shout, you said mentioned Millie Bright there. Shout out to Millie Bright. She got an honorary doctorate. Yes, from Sheffield Hallam. Yeah, yeah. Out, brilliant Congratulations, outfit. Congratulations, well. Millie Bright. Brilliant outfit. Dr. Brilliant. Millie Bright. <laughs> Dr. Millie Bright, man. So Arsenal, Chelsea in the final. Yes. Yeah. Are you going for it, Flo? Oh, it's got to be. Because, it's got to um, be Arsenal. It's going to be so good. You going for Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I live there. I'm down the road from the Emirates. I love Tobin Heath. Finally got my Tobin Heath shirt. I love oh, Iwabuchi. Okay. I love Leah. Like, it's got to be Arsenal. I love, you know, I love Aaron Cuthbert. I love Frank Kirby. Like, there's, you know, I, I love, love Emma Frank Hayes. Kirby. It's going to be a brilliant final, but it's got to be Arsenal for me. You think so? Oh, I love Aaron Cuthbert, but I hope it's a sad Nando's after that <laughs> final. <laughs> Can I can can we talk about West Ham for a bit, please? Mm-hmm. Because 
I'm, I'm loving West Ham's energy, loving David Moyes. People must be looking at David Moyes. You must be thinking now. David Moyes must be very comfortable when he goes home and as his cup of tea. It's nice to know that second chances can work out because I think it's rare that managers mm. go back to clubs and have success. It yes. is rare. We have ne- we rarely see that happen. We always see it end in tears. So it's quite well, nice, actually. they backed him this time, haven't they? They've yeah. kind of backed him this time a bit. With David Moyes, it was really weird because he wasn't really getting any offers. There's, I think I always mm. find him quite curious when managers have a sustained amount of time out in between jobs. And actually, do you know what? There's a really good example of that at the moment is Max Allegri at Juve. He didn't, get, he didn't take oh, a job gosh, after yeah. losing okay. that Juve job. Yeah. Uh, or step, stepping mm. down. And then he's come back in there and they're not in a good place. Mm. But with Moyes, sometimes people just land. You can analyse the shit out of football and you can look at the context and you can look at the data and you look, can look at all kinds of circumstances. And sometimes... It's just the vibes. You just got to... Yeah, it's just, it's just sometimes the vibes. Like Barrington said, the vibes is right. <laughs> the vibes is right. Sometimes is. the vibes is right. And at the moment... I, I mean, we talked about this on Stadio once and I, and I said, I think, because I don't think it was a particularly... Well, it definitely wasn't a popular reappointment when he went back to West Ham. Mm. Obviously we all missed fans in stadiums, but I actually think the fans not being around initially really helped him. You think, yeah. If I was a West Ham fan at the time, I'd have been like, Mm. why are we back here? We got rid of this guy, like Flo said, you know? And I think that actually having no one around, I think just gave him some time to work. Now we hope that no one ever, that that situation never happens again. But I think specifically for this situation it was one of those things of like oh actually in hindsight that kind of worked out not dreadfully because by the time fans were back in he'd already done such a good job that there was already way more positive Mm. momentum and and energy around West Ham than there was when he took over that I just don't think would have been present because obviously they were stuck in this rut and West Ham fans have been really put through it since they moved to the new stadium Mm. I think the yeah but yeah I'm just really happy for him and really happy for West Ham and like Declan Rice is now turning into some kind of like He's, a, he's awesome. He's a monster, man. When you look at their backroom staff, which I think is really interesting, when you look at all of them, managers, they've got managed, they've been managers, Stuart Pierce, McKinley, Alan Irvine. Alan Irvine set my first ever goal up for Crystal Palace, by the way. You know what I mean? Crossed it left, bam, headed in. Thanks for that, Alan Irvine. Manager, you know, Paul Nevin managed in New Zealand. So everybody behind the scenes has managed. So you can imagine the wealth of like experience and and knowledge in and around those guys for people like Jared Bowen, you know, for people like Declan Rice to come in and, and have patience with them and get them to a place. You look at Fornells, you know, Fornells, Lanzini, they're now in a structure where the old West Ham, them, them team, they, they probably come into that West Ham side. It doesn't happen. And like Anderson and Heller, they kind of like fall away and then bam, they're gone. But you're looking at a West Ham team now, even Antonio Johnson's just come through at right back to keep Sufal out of the team. You know, like I mentioned for now, Bowen, all of these players, even when Jesse went there, they kind of come into a place where it seems like it's an unbelievable place to be at the minute. The West Ham players probably can't wait to get into training. That's an unbelievable feeling. They feel like these, all of these players, I should say, are improving continually. They do need to get a striker to go to, to, to help. They do need that because he's, he, he, if he picks up an injury, then it's a different mm. ball game for them. And we know that David Moyes signing um, strikers down the years, he's not been great. It's not really happened for him. But in the main, the whole team, Kurt Zuma looks 
amazing in that looks team. Looks like a completely different player. He does, honestly, Flo. He looks amazing. And you look at him at Chelsea and you feel there's a jitteriness about him and there's just, you know, like you could play the ball to him and it's like, okay, get it, get to Kurt. Now you look at him and you think he's accomplished because he knows he's a mainstay. He's got brilliant coaches um, there to help him. And he's, he's going to play. And he's playing in a team with unbelievable energy. Like but Jared Bowen, did you see that? Um, I don't know if you saw it, Flo, that... Um, Chris Wilder done a piece on him on Match of the Day 2 about the work that he puts in down that right-hand side. He's so side. good. He's so good. Jesus Christ. He got eight goals last season. If he can continue to get goals and play like that, we're talking about a sensational player in Jad Bowen. You know as well, you player, know, I, I don't know if you guys know that um, he's even more of a West Ham legend now because he's actually dating Danny Dyer's daughter. You're joking. No. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it's like the Venn diagram of East Londonish. <laughs> that is amazing. Is Danny Dyer's daughter called Danny? Yeah, she's called yeah. Danny Dyer. Okay. Wow. So he's mean, dating Danny he's Dyer. He's dating Danny Dyer. In this in this Villa game though, they absolutely torched them. Oh, was... What's next for Villa though? Right? Because honestly, they, I'm worried about my, Villa. My my friends who are Villa fans are seriously mm. worried. But this was meant to be like a build season, right? This was meant to mm. be right. Obviously losing Grealish, but there's mm -hmm. potentially still enough there to build on have a good cup run like continue to quietly push up and and progress but it's just really it's gone not backwards. quite happening yet flow mm. with the buendia bailey and ings ings obviously is injured for this we know that he can score but i don't think between buendia and bailey as, as we've seen in flashes that they they look like they've got something. Buendia got taken off, went straight down the tunnel. So talking about somebody who's not even been there long enough, he's already thrown that strop. Yeah, it's not good. We have to look at Villa and say, what's that? Four on a spin. Even mm. when they, they stayed up in 20, what, in 29, what was it, 2019 or so? They, 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 never, they never lost four on a spin in that year when they were 17th. They never lost four on a spin. They, they're conceding goals. What was it? West Ham... No, who was it they conceded? They conceded for West Ham, Arsenal and Wolves. We're not talking City, Liverpool and like Chelsea. They're conceding goals hand over fist. Yeah, 10 in the last three, 12 in the last four. But then they beat Man United before that. So it's just like... <laughs> I have a quick question here though for you two. So mm. you, when Conza got sent off, mm. Halls should have gone as well, right? What for the, the elbow. For the elbow. I thought that that was pretty... I thought I, just because of concert, you know, he didn't even he didn't get booked for that, you know. No. He didn't even get like he didn't even get any booking. No, it's like they totally ignored it. I think both should have gone. Yeah, I can't believe Hawes didn't even get a booking for that because that was really nasty and it looked horrible. What about the um, the Abamyang Evans uh, and and then the um, what was the other one? There was the, the other one was oh Laporte got sent off on Zaha and Laporte and Zaha. So yeah. you just think to yourself, come on. Dude, I tweeted about it and we actually signed off on Stadio on it yesterday. Did it you? Like, what did you say? Well, I haven't listened to me yet. We hope your week is as lucky as Johnny Evans was. On <laughs> because like, how, how we did go, I've did no idea. Did you see the, um, the Snodgrass one against Fulham? He didn't get sent off for that either. That was like- no, I didn't see that one. Was on it Saturday elbow? against West Brom. Yeah, so Snodgrass from West Brom. I can't remember who he elbowed, but he properly elbowed- Was it a proper one uh, as well? Fulham player you look in the at him face. coming and, and everything, Flo? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get anything. There were, there were two sendings oh off God. in that game anyway, I think, in the end. But yeah, he managed to escape. I don't know how. I cannot understand how VAR can't get that. Why, why did they not get that, Ryan? It's, well, it's, so it's really funny watching the Premier League on Sky here, right? And <laughs> without fail, at one point during a Premier League game when it, something happens and it gets a VAR check, the commentators are just like, uh, oh, 
Oh. They're like watching the replays themselves and they're like, they, you know, they'll say the German equivalent and be like, that is a clear penalty. Absolute, like no doubt. And then it'll be like, free kicks to the opposition. They'll be like, oh. <laughs> The Germans are just really, it's like they're as confused by, I don't know what, the, what confuses them more. The fact that like VAR or like Brexit, it's like the two are very, so confused. VAR is that how they go, right? Yeah. When it carries on, they go, oh. Oh, well. Yeah, what is with the, what is with like, I know, I know it's, a, it's easy to think that like your, like our leagues, our, our football has the worst, but Ryan, as someone who watches a lot more European football than I do, like, would you say it is quite bad? Uh, no, I think that, right. So it's, it's tightened up a little bit, but La Liga VAR went through a period of being like an experimental installation. <laughs> but La Liga is just chaotic anyway, because literally people are always begging for red cards every five seconds. Mm. In Serie A, for example, as well, there's some really weird VAR stuff. And there's, there was a really good thing the other day. I think James Horncastle wrote a thing for The Athletic about why there are so many more penalties in Serie mm. A compared to other leagues. But I think refs do such an intense job. And I, I actually think that they're, you know, I, I have a lot of sympathy for refs. Oh, totally. I'd feel sorry for them if they didn't have VAR and were able to use that. Yeah. When they don't look at stuff in real time as well. Yes, the freeze frame thing. It's not, it yeah. doesn't give enough context. That no, is so yeah. right. Like If you have the chance to go over to a monitor and look at it again, look at it in real time, look at it in slow-mo, look at it from a couple of angles. But look, the real time is really key because pretty much everything looks a foul in slow-mo. In slow-mo, yeah. It's true. If you flicked someone's cheek, mm. right, and slowed it right down and it yeah. would ripple and the yeah. face would kind of go like that, you'd be like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you actually did it real time, you'd be like, Bam. be like that thing Ow. in Ant-Man, like in Ant-Man <laughs> where they're on the train tracks and then the train yeah. just goes like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. I got my earpieces come out. I got so really, really what VAR needs is the Ant-Man technology is what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What so we need is referees, referees need to, like, have the, right, to go subatomic. Right. Referees need gonna... the Ant-Man technology and then VAR would be sorted. <laughs> then we'd be fine. I've got to watch that being Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. I really loved it when it happened. I thought that is so clever. I really loved that. But the fact that it's Thomas the Tank Engine. The, for, for, no spoilers for anyone who hasn't. Well, ah, fuck it. It's, it's, yeah, like it's four old, years old. It's old. Like, yeah, like uh, when Thomas the Tank Engine comes flying out of the house, <laughs> full size. <laughs> oh man! Who else should we big up in the Premier League? Can we big? Can I say? Do you say big up? But like, can we just Norwich? Are they gone? They've gone, aren't they? They've got to yeah, be. I, don't, I can't They've see them coming back. They've got to be. Well, what do they do? Do they stick or twist? Well, this, I, I don't know because like, it's you just feel like now, every time it? he's been here, every time he's been here, he's, ta he's just not got it right. You know what I mean? He's still talking about Buendia. Buendia, we're, we're in November now. You can't still be talking about that. I know they spent money. They spent money on Sargent. You know what I mean? They've got, they've got Brandon Williams on loan. He's not playing. Billy Gilmore's on loan there. He's not playing. You know? Yeah, that's weird the, to me. They're like in, trapped in this football in purgatory. It's quite weird to see mm. teams come up a couple of times from the championship and, and it never works. be that poor. I tell you what I'm worried about now, Ray, Leeds. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not so worried about Leeds actually because I think they've been, they've been missing Alien and Bamford for what, like four or five games now? Yeah, but then you look at them, it seems like everything's, everything's Rafinha. Norwich had 14 shots against them. One, they scored what, other teams with mm. 14 shots probably do more. I don't know. I just, it wouldn't surprise me to see Leeds beat Leicester next weekend. You, you know think? I mean? It just wouldn't actually. I don't, I know. I mean, this is yeah. the thing. I think at the yeah, moment, the league is, you're hitting that point of the season where I always find this part of the season around November to Christmas, New Year, really strange because it can kind of, 
Everything can change. Yeah, like Spurs broke out and were top of the table last season, what, after 10 mm. games? Mm. And then how different it was. Everything starts to shift a little bit. Mm. And you see a lot of movement in the table. Bear in mind what we were talking about Arsenal a few weeks ago. Even after the Palace game, to be honest, they're now, what, level on points with Man, mm. Man United and three points behind Man City? City yeah. Arsenal are sixth. What the fuck? No, that's where we should be. That's what, you know, we're in and around there and we should be challenged. That's where Arsenal should be in the real world. I, this, is, this is wild to me. Can we pick up your old club? We have to big up Palace and Patrick because remember, when Patrick was, his name was in and around it, you know, people were talking about, oh, remember De Boer came in and he wanted to change stuff and, you know, what's going to happen? He's got so many first teamers of going, 10 pe 14 people coming out of contract and leaving and stuff like that. Steve Parrish, Dougie Friedman and Patrick, all the people in and around have to take a lot of credit for the work that they've done, the business that they've done. You know, the two centre-halves in Gahey and Anderson, footballing centre-halves, to go alongside Joel Ward and Tariq Mitchell is as solid as you'll see in the Premier League and footballing and they, them two at the centre-half can play. James McArthur seems to have got a new lease of life. You know, you're looking at some like like Elise from uh, Mike Elise from Reading, seven goals, twelve assists last season. He's still to come in. Ezzy's just come back from the under, playing in under twenty threes last. Yeah, Connor Gallagher is somebody that's the way he's playing. Oh, they he's, need to push hard to try and keep. I know him. he's so hard, good. He's, he's so good. At least so another loan. At least another loan. Wilfred like. Zaha is playing. I, I saw him play at West Ham. I watched him play against West Ham when they were two. When they were two nil down, I've not seen him put in a shift of work like that. And he did, and, and Conor Gallagher scored the two goals. And I've seen him do that a couple of times. Saw him do it with Leicester as well. You know, he's putting in a shift. I don't know what Patrick's done, but he's got. He's really. He's really got him going. That seems to be a belief. Um, and a confidence in that team that you would you would fancy them against literally any team in mm. the league because Patrick was saying before we're playing okay but like we're just kind of getting punished remember they've been 95th minute equaliser they've had stuff like that Arsenal's equaliser as well they've had that a couple of times they've come back so they've shown Ryan Flo that they've got the they've got the tenacity to, to know we can get back in this game even Ben Teke even Ben Teke looks like he's energised He's amazing, man. He's like so. I th Patrick's got to get a lot of credit for what he's done because he's changed. He's not. He's not changed it drastically, right? Because they're no. still very stoic, still very solid. But when they break, hmm. now when they break, they've, they're breaking with purpose. When they when it was under Roy, it was literally the foot, the bank's back. And then when they got the ball, it was like give it to Wilfred. He's got to try and take on six people. Not anymore. Mm. They've got Conor, doing the, Conor Gallagher doing the press. They've got like Wilfred Zaha waiting to, and then they're bam, they're ready to go. It's, it's, it's fucking exciting there. They're very excited. Do you think like, because this seems to be the first season in a while that there hasn't been any noise about Wilf going somewhere? I don't know what, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't saying. much in the preseason, was there? No, there weren't. I think Patrick's had a word. Like, whereas last, last year and the year before, there was all the thing about Arsenal. Didn't he want to go at one point and then he ended up staying and then... Maybe someone's had the, maybe Patrick's had the talk. Well, I, I can't remember. I think it was the guy who does HLT CO. Mm. He was saying that a lot of that squad isn't there. They were Arsenal fans growing up. Yeah. So to see someone like Patrick come in, they're all of a sudden like, whoa. Wow. Like so, we're actually working with Patrick Vieira. I'm delighted for Steve Parrish. I speak to Steve quite frequently. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm happy. I'm, deli I'm delighted that it's gone like that because no Palace person could say that they were not worried when people continually were speaking about the fact that this many people are leaving, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, 
you know, like what, six, seven months later, whatever starts, the, the Palace looked like a team that could be challenging for Europe. Who am I giving flowers? I haven't given flowers to anyone. I'm not giving Oh, I know who we're good to. We need to give flowers to. Because we didn't do the Premier League on Stadio, so I just want to give a couple of other shout outs. Obviously, to Brian for a good point. But obviously, Man United, the old boys up front, and they uh, yeah, do the man. business. But we have to talk about that goal because that's what it's about. You know, Ronaldo, what he can do. His goal against Spurs is beautifully controlled. It was a beautiful finish. You know, and, and same with Cavani's goal. Experience and class, just bam, bam, 2 0. You know, sorry to see Nuno go, but it just didn't fit. It didn't fit. Shouts for Reese James and Chelsea. A couple Reece of absolute wonder goals. goals. Those goals. Jesus both Christ. feet. Both feet. Unbelievable. Eh? Oh, I'm sorry. Like, go if you th- think about this podcast, right? Right. What all the teams we've just talked about, English men's and women's football is thriving right now. Mm-hmm. Thriving. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. It's so it exciting with major tournaments on the horizon. Like English football is so good right now. The talent, <laughs> the talent is so good. The talent pool is Unreal. so deep. If anything, there's almost too many good players. Jesus there's Christ. almost too many good players. What are we going to do? The expectations. I want to shout out Southampton because I have a soft spot for Southampton. Yes. I'd like to see them win. I want to see them stay in the league. That's a beautiful goal he scored. Yeah. But yeah, quickly on Palace, I think like Palace in the league is a better Premier League. In my opinion, you like, yeah, amen. But um, yeah. playing like I, that because no one yeah. likes going to South London, bro. No one likes <laughs> going down to South London. Can I nominate someone for flowers? Go on, who? Aaron Ramsdale. Oh, my yeah, I second God. that. I second that. Bouquet. See, can I be totally honest? He made he made the save that he made from the. Honestly, you should have seen the match of the day office. Everybody was clapping. They were clapping. They were clapping. How how he, the, the freeze Jesus. frame image of that? I was looking at that like how how does anyone get their body in that shape? Like how do you? I was trying to like recreate it. I was like, how do you get your body like that? Like, you know what's really cool about as well, Flo, Bad. is that he said with England, he's been with England with um with James Madison, and he thought that James Madison was going to come his side. Yeah. And he said, that's what he's really worried about. But he said, you know something? Because he knows how good James Madison has taken us. Because let's face it, that's a a goal, bro. That is a goal. And he said, I I thought he was going to come my side. But when it went over the wall and... The movement, the movement, oh, the way he runs man. back across the line. Because he's, he's, yes. he's almost taking a step, like you said. He's yes. taking a step, yes. ready for it to go that way. And then he's like, oh, shit. And just the movement oh, to get yeah. over the other side and then move. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then the, luck, then the luck with it coming off the bar, yeah. him landing and literally not having a clue where Johnny Evans has just kicked that ball. Johnny Evans has kicked it. I think it's come off the post nearly off of his knee on the way when he was getting up and then it rolled on the line and that's when you know your time's, yeah. it's your it's time your right day. now. Yeah. And I just hope that, that that continues because I said on Match of the Day, with, did you see his distribution, guys? Mm. So good, man. Oh my God. His distribution, making saves like that at 24, right? And people going on about, look at Arsenal, we're the laughing stock, paid 30 million pounds for a goalkeeper who's been down twice. That doesn't happen to people. He's 24 and he's already had two seasons of experience of making unbelievable saves in those two teams and they've gone down and now Arsenal are reaping the benefits of the experience he's got from those two, from those two seasons. It's, it's the, the mentality the ceiling, though too. It's the mentality the that I guy. like. Like obviously mm. the talent is unreal but it's the mentality mm. because he is kind of 
wild just like the mm. way he shouts and screams and he's a leader yeah. that's the mentality Arsenal have been crying out for mm. like he will not let anyone's work r- rate slip because he is on another level because he works yeah. hard because he's so physical like the, you, you, the other players will feed off that because he's not going to mm. accept them to give you know whatever it, half, yeah, half, yeah. half he's half great work in the rate. dressing room yeah. flow. he's unbelievable in the dressing room and you see the bit when, he, when the lesser fan was going ah your <laughs> shit yeah, ah. The first part. it was just like you need brilliant. that it was that. unbelievable. And then the song, can I just say, one of the greatest songs that's ever been sung on, a, on a, in the stands. Saka and Evan Swift wrote, said I like it, I like it, I like it, la 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 la, here we go. Saka and Evan Swift wrote. Does Anne Ramsdale have a chant yet? He needs Not one. Yet. He needs one. I think they've got no. They just sing his name. I think they just sing Aaron Ramsdale's name. Okay. Distribution man from Ramsdale in the Esther. He's the fucking unbelievable. <laughs> he done one on the edge of the box where he half he threw it half volleyed it to Laka, and it just was like it was like two feet off the ground all the way. It was like an Exocet missile. It was just like <laughs> I just I just he is for me like I was gonna say. With that distribution and making those saves, there's no way Jordan Pickford keeps him out for too much mm. longer. No he's way. England, he's the best English goalkeeper at the moment. Saying England's it. number one. Yeah. Saying England's it. number one. England's <laughs> number three. On that note. <laughs> End the pod now. <laughs> ah, nice one. Thanks, Flozy. Well, thanks for having me and I hope you have a wicked birthday. You deserve it. You deserve all the love. You're incredibly gonna- joyful amazing person to be in the presence of even virtually so just oh, enjoy well, it enjoy it well we're going to do it real we're doing it real next week so I can't wait to see you, you can, look you know forward I mean? to it's it. going to be beautiful thank you so much for coming on you're, you're, you're an amazing addition to the house I love Ryan it. I love you because you're you're amazing love too man. don't think thanks you're not for, amazing thanks for having me you're Happy great you're great thanks a lot man cheers man it's alright man it's alright it's alright we'll see you next week <laughs> Are you going to go watch that uh, Ant-Man clip now? You know what? I'm going to just watch the bit where the train, where the <laughs> train loop, just comes up. and on then loop for four the, hours on your It's birthday. the way the train comes up and it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, guys. See you later, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Flo. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Stay safe. That's the main thing. Stay safe, stay healthy, and, um, and, and love yourself. Make sure if you go past this mirror and see yourself, wink. Give yourself some love. Take it easy, man.